Hey guys, Sam here with some announcements for this week. First off, um, our leadership interest form is live at atwesley.org leadership for the next school year. So if you're interested in leading, uh, please fill that out. It has some questions about um, your strengths and weaknesses, uh, where you want to lead, how you want to lead, and how God is calling you to lead and in life in general. Um, and that is due April 8th. Secondly, our 27 hours of prayer is still happening, uh, April 1st and 2nd. That'll be live on uberconference.com slash appwesley. It'll be no need to sign up. People can just appear and feel led, feel led to lead as they want to. Uh, Justin will do the 8 p.m. hour on the 1st to open and the 11 p.m. hour on the 2nd to close. Uh, you can submit prayers and praises and rejoices um, for Monday nights at appwesley.org slash prayer. We're still meeting uh, for prayer and praise via the Uber conference link. So please uh, please submit whatever um, you feel like needs to be prayed for or attended to. Um, you can join in on the podcast for Wednesdays, uh, sharing a witness or a testimony or a praise at anchor.fm slash appwesley slash message. And lastly, uh, stay up to date on all things at appwesley.org. It has links to um, everything that I mentioned earlier uh, with the Uber Conference and the Anchor. Um, and this is where you can find this podcast. Um, it's available on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Um, but if you have any questions about you know, how things are going or how to look for something, um, please uh, go to appwesley.org and... Uh, you will be led in the right way. Thank you guys and hope you guys have a great week. Hey everybody, it's Ashton. Um, it's good to see you all. I miss all of you and I hope y'all are all um, staying safe wherever you're quarantined at, whether it's at home or in Boone. Um, I just hope that you guys are um, having a good time, spending time with family and friends uh, that you can. Um, along with doing schoolwork, I know it's not the best way to do schoolwork, but, um, Justin asked me to share with you guys, um, just about, like, how God's been impacting my life lately and how my senior year has been going. Um, my senior year, um, has been, has had a good and the bad, um, mostly good. Um, started off like I was, uh, more involved with Wesley and, getting to spend more time and people that I would love to love to surround myself with um and it was very fulfilling for my life um especially with the bad of field hockey going on where um I wasn't able to uh participate uh finish my senior year playing um due to my injury um I was having a hard time um coping with that because as a student athlete you're supposed to that's your four years. That's all you get is playing um, during this time. And um, it was really hard for me that I couldn't really finish finish what I started. Um, so uh, being at Wesley and being more involved really helped me cope with that and um, surrounding myself with people that um, love me no matter what, no matter that I have an injury or no matter what's going wrong in my life. Um, and that really helped me a lot. Um, and I thank all of you guys for that because it has shaped me into the beautiful woman that I am right now. And um, going into second semester, it's 
it was pretty um, stressful. Uh, I ended up having surgery, so I'm recovering really well right now. I'm my third week of recovery, which is good. But also, my family has been um, hit really hard with my grandma. Um, her cancer has returned. Um, she recently had a uh, tumor removed from her brain. Um, we had no idea where the cancer was coming from, so it's kind of right now it's up in the unknown of what and in God's hands of what's going to happen. Um, and my family has been coping coping really well with everything that's going on, and my grandma has been in good spirit. She's a strong woman, and just seeing that has made me really turn to God more because it shows me how like no matter what she is going through, she is so happy and fulfilled and joyful and for every moment she gets because of God and it just makes me want to look to him more and just like praise him for all that he's done for her and for my family and um lately for after graduation um it's kind of been up in the air of what I wanted to do I'm still um trying to go to sonography school to be an ultrasound tech um, but right now, with everything going on, it's kind of hard to figure out what is exactly going to be um, happening with that because of classes and everything. But um, actually, four days ago, I got offered a head coaching position at my uh, old high school um, when I returned home. And uh, I am super excited because I know that this is God telling me that this is what I need to do and that God is showing me that um, I need to share my talent with others and my passion and the talent that he has given me um, with other girls and just to help them grow and grow as beautiful women and just to share his testimony with people. And I'm really excited about this opportunity because it's going to help me grow as a person and just help me feel fill that void that I've had for the longest time of not being able to play and um, having to stay on the sidelines. But this time I get to stay in the sidelines and like the shoes that I want to be in and coaching these girls and just helping them grow and just seeing them grow and just seeing them have fun every day like I did whenever I was growing up and when I was at school there. It's just going to be really good for me. And um, I'm really excited. I'm really um thankful that God has brought this opportunity in my life because I have been so lost in what I wanted to do and I'm just glad that I'm able to share that talent and share his love to others and uh yeah so that's how God is uh working in my life um I hope that you all are doing really well and I can't wait to see all of y'all smiling faces soon and if I don't get to see you by the end of the year after graduation, I'll definitely come back and visit y'all. But I love you all, and I hope you have a great day. Hey, guys. Um, it's a little bit different for us tonight. I understand that, and I hope that we are all able to gather together and listen and to um, gain something from what this word for us tonight uh, may have to say to us. Um, so we're, we're continuing in our Lenten series. Uh, we left off 
20 days ago, y'all, is the last time that uh, we gathered for worship here at the Wesley Building, and we were in the middle of a Lenten series titled With All Your Heart, and it has just been lonely uh, without you guys here in a space that is supposed to be filled with joy and laughter and smiles and music. Um, it is such a very different place right now, and um, uh, it's just so strange that, um, you know, that Wednesday before spring break, and many of you, if not all of you, you dispersed, you went on vacations, you went to visit family, you left Boone for a bit, and little did we know um, that the events would turn during that week, and we would be separated from one another longer than we expected. And so I think it's, as we continue the Lenten series tonight with all your heart, it is actually quite ironic that tonight's theme that we would, uh, if we were still gathered in the building together, uh, we would still be looking at this. It's just ironic that this is the theme for tonight. It's called Coming Together. Um, God does have a sense of humor, don't you think? I've uh, been in deep thought over the last few weeks, these last 20 days. Um, I've been thinking about what it means to be in community while we aren't in community. I understand and know that Scripture says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there with them. And, and that's found in Matthew, and we are gathered in Jesus' name. And so I am wrapping my head around how we are gathered in Jesus' name while we are not truly gathered in the sense of what I know as gathering. Maybe you are having trouble with this as well. It truly is a new way of understanding and being assured of God's presence in the midst of a new time and a new way of being together when we can't be together here in this space physically. I say to this without hesitation, God can and will do by the power of the Holy Spirit what God can and wants to do to keep us in community. And if that means through these necessary means of technology, then so be it. And for this, then, I will be very thankful. And that leads us to tonight's theme of coming together. It's sort of like the old Beatles song with the line, Come together right now over me. Yeah, that felt totally weird to sing that by myself. But that's my prayer to God right now as we listen to this worship gathering together over podcasts that God's Spirit may come over all of us right now. I was reading and doing study on the scripture for tonight, which is from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. And when I was scrolling through pages of information, I came across this story that I believe is fitting for us in this time. Many of you may know the name Rudyard Kipling. And Kipling was a British poet and author. He was born in India. And he was known for... Uh, two books that you may know. There are two books of Jungle Books and Captain's Courageous. You may know him from that. He's, you also may know him from the poem If, and I wasn't fully aware of that one. I've yet to read it, but you may know it if you were an English uh, major, um, literary major. But there's this tale that he was traveling on a ship during a world tour, 
And when the ship was at a port, William Booth boarded the ship. Now, you may not know who William Booth is. Booth, who along with his wife, uh, created the Salvation Army and became its first general. So, in the story, he's known as General Booth. It was recorded that when the ship was departing, General Booth was seen off by a horde of tambourine-beating Salvationists. And Salvationists is what you would call or the name of a member of the Salvation Army, just like um, you would say Methodist, it's a Salvationist. Um, The whole thing revolted Kipling's fastidious soul. Later he got to know the general, General Booth, and he told him how much he disapproved of this kind of thing. He disapproved of the tambourine-beating Salvationist. (laughs) And Booth said to him, young man, If I thought that I could win one more soul for Christ by standing on my hands and beating a tambourine with my feet, I would learn to do it. And this, my friends, I believe as well. If this podcast or our online gatherings can win one more soul for Christ because of it being used as a tool for Christ, then so be it. And as we read our scripture tonight, This is where Paul is too in writing to the Corinthian church. That where you are, if you can win one more soul for Christ, then do it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 16 through 21. It says this. So from so then from this point on, we won't recognize people by human standards. Even though we used to know Christ by human standards, that isn't how we know him now. So then, if anyone is in Christ, that person is part of the new creation. The old things have gone away, and look, new things have arrived. All of these new things are from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ, and who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, God was reconciling the world to Himself through Christ by not counting people's sins against them, He has trusted trusted us with this message of reconciliation. So we are ambassadors who represent Christ. God is negotiating with you through us. We beg you as Christ's representatives, be reconciled to God. God calls the one who didn't know sin to be sin for our sake, so that through Him we can become the righteousness of God. It's God's word for us tonight. I felt that we would first take a look at the city of Corinth. The church to which Paul is writing is in the middle of an interesting place. Corinth was a thriving hub of activity. It was a home to artisans, those that did bronze work, pottery, and earthenware, sort of like the cool jugs and pottery we find here in the mountains. It was an eclectic place, not unlike our own community, But it was also known for its superficial behavior. It had distinct classes and it was about wealth over people. Many describe it as Sin City, what some equate as the Las Vegas of its day. Corinth was also a melting pot of religion. How was it a melting pot? Well, simply because of its location around the Mediterranean Sea. Because of the barrier of safety, 
it physically provided for sailors and travelers, these folks came into the city and brought with them the religions and beliefs of their areas, creating a hub of religious diversity living together in coexistence, Greek, Egyptian, and Roman imperial religion, and of course, the spread of Christianity. In writing, it sounds very chaotic, and I can't say that it wasn't chaotic. Even the use of the word chaos right now where we currently are is ironic. The church in Corinth was mostly made up of the poor in community. It included Gentiles and Jews, and they gathered together in what we call home churches. In these places, the home churches did become chaotic. Think about the community diversity swirling around them and then the diversity within the church swirling within. This is a hotbed for chaotic activity. And this is why Paul is writing to the church, and especially in our verses tonight, he's writing about unity, reconciliation in the name of Jesus Christ. So where do we find this unity that Paul is speaking about? It's about our relationship with God through Jesus Christ and our relationship with one another. Paul speaks about these relationship, uh, about this relationship creating and, and being a part of a new creation. He says, the old things have gone away and look, new things have arrived. Well, in our present chaos, isn't that the truth? The old ways of doing things, of being church, of being community, of being friends, of eating, of gathering with folks, of being entertained, of learning, these have gone and new ways of doing thing, these things are in the midst of a new creation. Paul is borrowing language from Isaiah 65. Here are the words from the prophet Isaiah. Look, I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth. Past events won't be remembered. They won't come to mind. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I'm creating, because I'm creating Jerusalem as a joy and her people as a source of gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad about my people. No one will ever hear the sound of weeping or crying in it again. No more will babies live only a few days, or the old fail to live out their days. The one who dies at a hundred will be like a young person, and the one failing short of a hundred will seem cursed. They will build houses and live in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They won't build for others to live in, nor plant for others to eat. Like the days of a tree will be the days of my people. My chosen will make full use of their handiwork. They won't labor in vain, nor bear children to a world of horrors, because they will be people blessed by the Lord, they along with their descendants. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Wolf and lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. But the snake, its food will be dust. They won't hurt or destroy at any place on my holy mountain, says the Lord. If you remember at the beginning of the semester, we looked at the three verses of the song, Hymn of Promise based on Ecclesiastes chapter 3, about there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And my friends, it seems for us today that this is ever more true than it has ever been in our lifetimes. 
today, the days ahead, and whatever the near and distant future holds for us, there is one thing for sure. We are in a new time trying to understand the meaning of unity and healing. Jane read for us Isaiah 65, and this verse in particular, Look, I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth. As people of God, we always can see hope in the midst of devastation and disaster. I'm not saying that God creates disaster and destruction and death in order to bring hope. What I am saying is that through these things that are a part of our world we live in, we can still see the glimmer of hope that is found in the movement of the Holy Spirit, found in the mighty acts of Jesus Christ on the cross. And I've seen that through what we are living with in COVID-19. I am seeing hope in humanity and in the creation of the world. People around the nation, around the world, are stepping up to feed people, collect food. One church has even created a love locker outside their building where people can leave what they can and take what they need. Even here in Boone, people Boone and people are stepping up to help one another. The care boxes for food service industry workers, for the virtual tip jar, the faith community food pickup sites, the Quiet Givers Emergency Relief Fund, the High Country United Way COVID-19 Relief Fund for nonprofits. We see people step up with the Hunger and Health Coalition, the Hospitality House Food Pantry, the Christian Outreach Center. Watauga County Schools are operating food sites at seven locations Monday through Friday and including food boxes and pantries at 17 more sites. What a way the community is stepping up and sharing in unity with what's going on in the world right now. And when we think of a new creation, a new earth, think about how the things are changing and God bringing about a new thing, a greater thing. One Twitter post shared hope in the midst of tragedy this way. Earth is getting cleaner. People are understanding value of food and and avoiding wastage. We are getting quality time to spend with family. And many are getting much-deserved breaks. Now, I'm not saying that there's not trouble in each one of those four. But there is hope in the midst of what we're going through. We've seen this in Italy, hope. Even though they have been ravaged by death, the waters of the canals are clear. There is hope in this, my friends. We've seen this from NASA images over China. One of the most air-polluted countries in the world has now seen a drastic decrease in pollution. According to the European Space Agency, studies indicated a reduction of around 20 to 30 percent in surface particulate matter over large parts of China. My friends, There's hope in the midst of this devastation. But one final thing about Paul's scripture and the idea of unity through Christ Jesus caught my eye as I was scrolling through Twitter. And it's this report from CBS This Morning. Dr. Elvis Francois, the collective struggle the world is facing is an opportunity for the world to come together to overcome the pandemic. The only way that we get through this is if 7 billion of us say we are here together as one. And for this Minnesota doctor, surgery and songs go hand in hand. 
There's a new sun in the sky, and you know how I feel. There's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of fear, um, and, you know, for me, whenever I've had those moments in my personal life, music has always been something that I've found, um, uh, I've been able to gravitate towards and sort sort of brings things to ease. An ease Francois hopes to share with millions of people through the power of music, something he believes has the potential to heal anything. Medicine, you know, I've I found, you know, you goes only so far and surgery only goes so far. But, you know, music goes places that medicine can't go. When I can see people from all walks of life taking care of a, a person to make sure we save that person's life, that's hopeful to me. And so I think as long as I see that, I can't ever lose hope. I hope someday you will join us. Nice. That's awesome. My friends, even though we may not be able to personally be in union and community with each other right now, we can still be united in the mighty name of Jesus Christ through reconciliation with one another, through a time of healing, through a time of being distant as we need to be. We can become even more aware of the need for human relationships and being in right relationship with God and one another. Because of some boredom that sets in while here in this quiet Wesley building, I've been listening to a lot of just different music playlists lately. And this song popped up at the beginning of the week. It's a song, The Light, by Regina Spector. You can find the YouTube link here in the description of the podcast. And it really hit home for me in this time where we need to be more aware of God's glimmering hope. Here's just a few lines of the chorus. I know the morning is wiser than the evening. I know that all of life just happens in between. So many things I know, but they don't help me. Each day I open my eyes and it begins. The light comes shining in my eyes. 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 My friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever we may be right now, spiritually, mentally, physically, in this walk, in this journey of life, there's one thing for sure that reads true to what Paul writes to us tonight in 2 Corinthians. is that the old things have gone away and new things have arrived and arrived, and we are a part of God's new creation and we can see it as God's hope, God's glimmer of light shines in our eyes. May we go forth in peace and share this hope and this grace and this love of God Almighty that is graced upon us each and every day with all of those we encounter. In the name of Jesus Christ, I lift this message up. Amen.
Father, Son, 